Welcome back to the Stock Market Options Trading Podcast and to the first episode of 2023. I want to thank you for tuning back in. I know I took a little break. I was sick late in the month and we got into the holidays in December and I just decided to uh, call it uh, for the rest of the year as far as the podcast podcast goes because you do not want to listen to a podcast when someone is coughing every five minutes or so, right? And listen, if you're new to the show, let me introduce myself real quick. My name is Eric O'Rourke. I'm an independent retail trader and I focus on strategies geared towards retail traders like us. I like to just share what works for me. And if you haven't done so already, consider following or subscribing to the podcast wherever you are listening so you don't miss any of the episodes that I have planned for this year. So to kick off 2023, I wanted to kind of come in at a high level and discuss some trading truths about trading because I think these are some of the things that people get caught up with. And I think in order to navigate the stock market, you really need to understand some of these trading truths. Um, these truths are even more important, in my opinion, in the current market because we're in a bear market. It's been very choppy. It's just simply more difficult to trade right now. And I don't really feel like that's going to change anytime soon. I think we're going to have uh, some bear market rallies. We're probably going to head lower or at least pull back. And it's, you know, it's very, very uncertain. You have the Fed that continues to stay hawkish. And we, you know, we, we seem to be on a potential edge of a deeper recession, but we'll see how that plays out. So there's a lot of headwinds. The coast is not clear uh, when it comes to easy trading like it is in a bull market. So I think these truths or these core concepts are something that we really need to kind of take to heart. Now, we're going to cover three of them here so that the episode doesn't get too long. Maybe I'll do a, an additional episode, but I think these are the ones you should really kind of focus on, especially if you're a beginning trader. I really think this is going to be helpful. So truth number one, this one may be off, obvious to many, but markets change over time and the strategies that previously worked are going to stop working and other strategies actually are going to start working. So this is kind of an obvious one. And we know that you know markets change and, and your strategies need to adjust. Most people know this. The obvious example here is comparing strategies you might have done in the bull market versus strategies that maybe don't work right now in the bear market. And you have to kind of keep the context in mind. We mostly had a bull market for about 13 years or so since the GFC, the Great Financial Crisis, which was 2008, 2009. Of course, there were some dips. I think 2015 and 18 were kind of choppy. And we obviously had the COVID fastest bear market, fastest bull market recovery type thing that happened. So there's a lot that happened. But in general, there was sort of this upside uh, sloping bias for the past, let's just call it 13, 15 years, something like that. And obviously, uh, trading in those markets is a lot different. It was very consistent. Interest rates were low. Money was just flowing. And anything, any strategy you backtest from, let's call it 2010 to 2021, any bullish strategy you backtested probably made money during that period with a few, you know, downturns and, and or drawdowns in, in that period. So, you know, everyone was a genius, right, for, for a long time. Uh, one of the mistakes I'm seeing people do now, or at least talk about, is going back to, let's say, a strategy that maybe was working for several years and then trying to tweak it to see if it's going to work now. And if it's bullish, it's probably not going to be working now. And if it's bearish, it probably is going to be working now. And I think the time frame that you're looking at or considering is actually really, really important. 
And one observation I've seen um, in this bear market, and I think this is true for a lot of bear markets, is that there's a lot of technical strategies that work in many markets, but they tend to be on shorter time frames. And, and this gets a little bit more into day trading or short-term swing trading, uh, where you're sort of anticipating the direction of the market over the next few hours, or maybe the next few days, or you know maybe even one or two weeks. But if you're trying to find a strategy that works where you're looking at something that's 30 days out, and I'm always kind of coming from the options trading perspective where you're choosing days to expiration. But if you're looking 30 days out and you're trying to collect premium or you're swing trading or whatever, it's extremely difficult right now to predict where the market's going to be over the next 30 days. It could be up much higher, up much lower. It could actually be sideways. We've seen a lot of sideways action in the last few weeks. Uh, here, you know, at the end of uh, 2022. So it's a lot harder to find those strategies in this current market. And the takeaway here is that we have to adjust our strategies over time to account for the current market. And it's harder to do in bear markets because bear markets are always different. Think about the COVID crash of 2020. The COVID crash was the fastest bear market in history. I think, I mean, the bottom really dropped out. So during those, I think it was only two months or something during that two month downturn. I mean, you, it, it was, it would be hard to switch to a two, three week strategy that wouldn't immediately get your face ripped off. Once uh, the fed stepped in and started printing money and sending out money and everything recovered so quickly, we actually went higher, which was, um, you know, not not what was expected. So that was kind of an exacerbated move down along with a, a super V bottom going back up. So even though some don't consider that a bear market, technically it was if you're doing the 20% sort of drawdown rule, but you compare it to with the this bull market, which started in, uh, I think, late 2021, November or so was, or maybe January was the peak of last year. And it's been a, you know, relatively steady bear market and we've gone down although we're in the midst of a bear, uh, a bear market rally right now this one's lasted a year so you know every bear market is different therefore the strategies that you're simply going to you know turn on for a bear market aren't always going to work in the next bear market because they may be a little bit different now bull markets on the other hand tend to be a little bit more consistent they last longer it's you know taking the stairs up uh, for the analogy, if you've heard that before, bull markets take the stairs up and bear markets take the elevator down, that kind of thing. They go down much faster. And this is uh, this is very true and something we need to consider when you're looking at bear market strategies right now. And one of the things I really want to kind of iterate here is that in this current bear market environment, it's okay if you don't have a go-to strategy, uh, bear market strategy, because this is the first you know, I would call real bear market we've had in like a decade or so, right? Uh, the one good thing about this bear market is that we're actually getting a lot of data when it comes to back testing and um, there's a lot more technology around right now. So we're actually able to really analyze this bear market, even though it's not over. We're able to analyze the market more right now. And that's something I've been more focused on is we we've had back testing programs. I know you've probably seen some of my videos and in the bull market, basically bear market strategies for options, they just didn't work, right? You always, you know, you're always stuck on the call side. Iron condors didn't work very well because you're always having to deal with um, rolling or hedging the call side. 
And right now it seems to be the opposite, right? Like your your bullish strategies aren't working. But given the fact that we've had a nice solid year of what I would call bear market data, uh, we are learning a lot about how we can trade these. Now, some of the some of this has to do with advances in technology. We had a bear market. I'd say the the last real full bear market was in 2008, 2009, maybe late 2007, somewhere in there. Um, you know, we didn't have the technology that was available to us as we do now. We don't have the same amount of options expirations um, that was back then that we can take advantage of all these smaller moves. We don't have the same backtesting software, or at least it's not available to retail traders like, like us. So to me, this is a very... Uh, exciting time for research and learning. I continue to put stuff out over on YouTube and over on the, the website as well over on Patreon. But again, it's okay if you don't have something to do right now that's bear market related. It's okay to sit on the sidelines and just learn and, and follow other uh, people and learn their strategies and just research and educate yourself. Maybe get a piece of software where you can start backtesting on your own. Um, so this is a time to do that. And I just wanted to say that, you know, it's okay that if, if you're not trading that much, most people have been accustomed to the bull market and those who are trying to resist that are really not doing well in this environment, right? So let's move on. The, the second truth I want to talk about today has to do with position sizing. And the truth is you're always going to wish that your winning trades were bigger, <laughs> that you position size them bigger, and that when you're losing trades come, you wish you were smaller, right? Obviously you want big wins and small losses, but you're not gonna be able to anticipate typically when those big wins and big losses are gonna come. So you shouldn't try to front run that on yourself with your own analysis. And the reason this is important to understand is that this is where things like overconfidence as well as underconfidence come in. And this is also known as greed and fear. And you've heard this before that when a strategy is going well, there's a tendency or an inclination that, hey, this is really working. I'm going to size up and trade larger, right? And ultimately, you the losing trade comes. And if you increase your size too much, it's going to wipe out too many of your winning trades that you've had success with. Now, trading a larger size is okay if you are using some kind of position sizing algorithm. This tends to be sort uh, a percentage of your account for your risk. I think I did an episode on this called the Kelly Criterion, if you wanna go back and find that one. So for example, let's say you're risking 5% of your account on a particular trade, the, the actual risk, not the allocation, the actual risk. And you have a few winning trades in a row, so great, you're doing well. What you don't wanna do is switch from saying, hey, this is going well, I'm gonna, instead of risking 5%, I'm now gonna risk 10% because the next setup looks just as good as the previous ones and this thing's just gonna keep cranking. I wanna, I wanna maximize uh, this strategy while it's working, right? This is definitely bound to fail. Um, and again, you're gonna give up some of your previous winning trades because at some point the losing trades is going to come. And if you've doubled your size, it's gonna wipe out double your winners when that comes. So keeping your position size fixed to a percentage, I think is the best way. And there's different formulas for that. As I said, the Kelly criterion, you can look that up. And it maybe it's, maybe 5% is too big, you know, depends on what you're trading. But if you're increasing 
the size of your trades based on that percentage, that's actually okay. That's what you want. That's the compounding that you're looking for. Let's say you're risking 5% on a $10,000 account or maybe even a $100,000 account. Well, that risk may be $500. Well, as your account, as your $10,000 account starts to grow, well, maybe now you risk 600, maybe now you risk 700. So your size will naturally increase if you're using a position sizing method. And again, I think percent of your account is probably the best one. You still need to know how that fits in with the strategy you're trading. But in general, we want to make sure that uh, position sizing is something you've factored into your system. Because again, the truth is you're always going to wish your winners were bigger and that your losers were smaller. And you don't want to trade larger because you're getting overconfident in your system. And the third truth I want to talk about today is something that we all struggle with, especially if you're trading with technical analysis, where there's a little bit of subjectivity with, you know, chart patterns and indicators and that type of thing. This is, this is something that's, I think, more applicable to that type of trading. And there's an inclination to blame yourself for losing trades, even if you followed your plan. And this is something we all, again, we all have to deal with. So let's say you have a trading plan and you follow the plan and then your trade loses. A lot of people, depending on what type of system they're trading, they might look at that and say, well, I shouldn't have taken that trade because this other indicator was sort of conflicting or, you know, the pattern, you know, let's say you're trading a bull flag or whatever. Well, the bull flag wasn't as, you know, um, it wasn't as clear, maybe I jumped the gun and you start second guessing yourself and you start to take that loss as a mistake. Well, what could I have done to make this trade a winner or what could I have done to avoided this trade? And you, that risk aversion starts to come in and there's a tendency to figure out what happened of, well, why did you lose? And again, you're going to easily be able to find some other indicator or chart pattern or some other analysis that's going to tell you, hey, you should of taking that trade. And what I'm saying is you don't want to think after you take a trade that you made a mistake. And this comes to like, do you have a real trading plan? Because if you have a real trading plan and the losing trade comes, you should be able to blame the system, if you will. And that's blame isn't even the word I like to use, but you want to put the, the, the trades on the system. The system or your strategy is going to have winning trades and it's going to have losing trades. So if you, you first have to accept that that's going to happen, you're going to have losing trades. You're going to have multiple losing trades in a row. If that happens with every system. It happens with all traders. And the key is not losing too much. And this is where the position sizing comes in that we just talked about. And this is one of the fastest paths to losing your trading confidence is going through this type of thought process where you start to blame yourself or you start to look at your recency bias is really what it is. And we say, hey, I lost on this trade. What could I do to fix it? Because you, you're fixated on that recent losing trade as opposed to the a larger number of trades in the entire system. And what you really need to do again is to accept that every single trading strategy, every indicator, every chart pattern, every person that trades or automated trading or whatever, they all have losing and winning trades and they're not always mistakes. The mistake is not having a full trading plan and then following that full trading plan. And the full trading plan includes when to get in, when to get out, and how big you should be trading, right? Those are the, the, the crux or the core part of any strategy. 
And if you follow those, you're going to be able to stay in this game through the drawdowns, which a lot of people are experiencing right now. And a lot of people are sitting in cash for those who don't trade short term. But you have to be able to stay in the game. And it's important that you understand the truths that we've, we're kind of talking about today. So the main takeaway from this episode is that you need to find a couple strategies that work in different markets and know when to start trading those and stop trading certain ones. Understand how to position size those strategy in a consistent manner. Don't try to increase too quickly or skip trades because you lose your confidence. You need to have a, a true strategy that you can follow. And then you need to follow the strategies and just accept the wins and the size that they are and accept the losses and the size that they are. So a little tip, I think you should also consider rewarding yourself in some manner if you execute these strategies correctly. So this can simply just being proud and say, yep, I, I executed my strategy. Forget what the outcome was, right? So this can simply be just being happy or proud that you took the trade during the day because some trades aren't easy to do. You have your strategy that says, hey, buy here or whatever. And then you also have other things in the markets or headlines or whatever that might be distracting you from the actual strategy. So the fact that you can take that trade and ignore the noise, I think is something you should be proud of. Uh, and you can also be proud when you keep your sizing consistent. If you're having a winning streak and you're like, oh man, there's another setup, just keep being consistent is something that you should be proud of when you're executing. And then you can also be proud of yourself for taking the next trade, even if the last trade was a loser. This is something um, I talked to a lot of members about where they're, you know, it's hard to move on from that loss sometimes. Even if it was a small loss, you start doubting the system or the strategy and you don't know if the next trade is going to be winner. But that's going to be true for, for all trades. You never know if that next trade is going to be a win or a loss. But if you're following a true strategy, then you, you need to be able to take that next trade and be proud of the fact that you followed or executed on the strategy. Consistent execution is one of my personal focuses this year. I'd love for you to stop by the free trading community over at stockmarketoptionstrading.net if you want to discuss this with me further or maybe share some ideas or content around that. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. 